Okay, I'm back. Camera's and, not back. And I'm on Wi-Fi. Okay, hold up. Uh, how about now? Nope. I mean, no. Don't tell me no. I'm just telling you what I see, my guy. How about now? Nope. What do you mean? You gotta refresh your side. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Forecast, episode 152. The Forecast, a bi-weekly podcast streamed on Thursdays, released on YouTube and podcast on Fridays. Usually, although, you know, I've been getting behind on YouTube videos, so I need to catch up. I got I got one more to go. I was like four behind. No, I'm, I'm got Whatever. It's it's unimportant. Uh, we are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out on our Discord channel, or you can check out our website, realhorizon.com. We have a bunch of original content for you to browse through there, including our multi arc Starfinder adventure, the Discord and Signal. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Caleb? No, that's me. Jake? Hi, what's up? Owen? Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and happy Pride Month, everybody. Chat? Niffing that gold boss. Alex? <laughs> what? Yeah, what? What? Indeed. What? Gold boss. All right, let's start off the top with... For the Caleb. listeners, there's a soap bar on my mic. Why? Gold, gold Moss. Oh, we're sponsored by Squash. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, you want to give us a Silk Song update or Chad? Yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember who was going to oh. do what here. Is it? Are we doing Silk Song? If Chad's got something good, let I mean, him go. I, I feel like he was scrambling. He looked like I, he was scrambling. I, no, honestly, I, the amount of times that we've done segments and rotated have really backed up my logs. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm always but, backed up. How about a dual segment this day the, today? Then we'll start with Caleb's update because oh, I'm sure oh, it's yeah, going to yeah. be. Really long, so we'll go with the long mm-hmm, stuff first, mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. then we'll go with you, Chad. Mine is yes. very short. So, um, no real updates. Silk Song's still not here, guys. Still no cool. no mention of it. Wait, what, there about, is... what about that mod you were just talking about? <laughs> well, there's two things. Two. Alex did link an, a nice mod that turns um, the main character in Elden Ring into Hornet. So there's that. And uh, there is a random interview someone had with Jeff Keeley. Where he apparently has talked to the Team Cherry team, and he's pretty sure the pandemic hit them really hard. So who knows when it'll be? Oh, fun! That's, <laughs> fun. That's okay, some thank good you. Silk Song content thank right you. there. Thank you but for this, the Silk Song this quote update. from like three weeks ago, where Team Cherry says it can't be too much longer, surely. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh, like Chad. they're upset. It's not out yet. Let's move on to marketing ads, things, and stuff. What do you got? Okay, so uh, this one, the video is no longer available, so you can't actually see it anymore, but it was horrific to watch. Um, I think it's because it's from a different country, so it doesn't, it, like, we can't see it here in the United States, so if you live in Brazil, you probably could still watch this. Um, but Burger King created a bad-tasting burger to reflect 2020. Oh. So, 
aiming to capture the essence of 2020 with flavor, Burger King Brazil assembled a bad-tasting burger with only displeasing ingredients that only get more disgusting when paired together. Their campaign featured ingredients like soggy noodles, chicken feet, sardines, and fish, all of which are layered on top of each other to create a burger that truly looks as bad and surely tastes as bad as, as it looks. Burger King Brazil challenged a few customers to try the revolting burger, mm. which was impossible to get down. So it's just, you know, marketers having fun. <laughs> that sounds like I'm almost ready to throw up just thinking about it. Is there yes. an actual burger patty still just with all that piled on top? I don't believe so. I, I you know, burger. <laughs> yeah, right. That's where, I, that's where I was going with it. If this was back in 2021 when we uh, talked about this, I probably would be able to remember what this burger looked like. Because the video would be here. Um, they they do go on to say that this burger was not sold uh, oh. on the menu. Just, you know, if you guys were worried about it. I was so worried. <laughs> so what? Was it just like they would, someone would come and be like, hey, do you want to eat something gross? And they'd be like, no. Yeah, I don't know, man. Sometimes marketing ads are kind of just weird. And yeah, so this I, is I'm the sure... second or third time Burger King has been in your segment for having terrible marketing. <laughs> yeah, well... There's another one that we'll we'll get to later, you know, in the future. Uh, it, the concept of that burger almost makes me think. Like, have you guys seen the videos where people try to eat the uh, fermented herring? Yes, surstroming or however you say it. It's like a Swedish fish that's fermented in a. It almost looks like no, a. It's tuna not a can. Swedish fish, dude. Yeah, it's not. Okay, Swedish sorry. Fish. Come on. Now. It is a fish from Sweden, not to be confused <laughs> with the candy Swedish fish, in a can, and it is. Everybody who gets it close to their mouth, they're just like, about to instantly throw up. Mm. So I was able to hover over the link inside of my Google Doc that I have, and I found a picture of what the burger looks like. And I do not see a patty in there at all. Uh, (laughs) What's the red thing? I think that's a tomato. That's got to be a tomato. Is that just tomato? It's just a slab of tomato. There's some cheese. That might actually, you know what? I think underneath where it gets cut off, there might be a patty there with cheese. I think there is. And then there's like the rest of it. So it's layered with like the chicken feet and the soggy Uh. noodles. I mean, I really, I really don't want to, but I will definitely post a link to this photo or or something. Somehow get this photo on there. This looks gross, guys. All right, let's move on. What have you been playing lately? Alex, start with you right off the top. Oh, boy. Um, Diablo Immortal came out. You have phones? Why? Uh, It actually came out today on PC. Because this game exists on PC. Yeah, let's go. Came out yesterday on mobile. It is the the Diablo game that we wanted for PC, guys. So I don't know why everybody's so (laughs) indifferent. I have tested it across PC, iPad, and phone just to get a feel for how it all works. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised it works. It's, It's fairly competent. It seems uh, the touch controls are actually pretty good, I think, even though I don't want to play a game like that. And like you get you still get the thing where like you use the screen as a joystick and your thumb starts to stick on the screen because you've been like rubbing it on it too much. And it just gets annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty so bad. Perfect that explaining stuff. <laughs> Chad, the moment he was saying that, I saw a little freaking your corner of your mouth. You just started smirking. Oh, yeah. Uh, um gameplay is smooth though uh seems pretty good there's like a new it's a brand new story and stuff so there if you're interested in diablo story at all then this is something it takes place after the expansion for diablo 2 and before diablo 3 i think 
You want to understand? Um, phone, so phone controls, decent. You can also just Bluetooth a controller to the phone, and that works, no problem. Um, the controller controls surprisingly good, which I think we also found out when they did uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Surprisingly good controls on controller. Yeah. For a, for a action RPG like that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the PC end, the controller stuff seems broken, like utterly broken. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's like super laggy and like you're, you'll push the stick to the left and it'll get stuck going that direction for a bit and then buttons won't seem to function and then all of a sudden they will. I don't know. Uh, but mouse and keyboard control is totally good. And it feels like really good to play mouse and keyboard on, on PC, actually. Uh, downside, it is a mobile game, so it does look a little rough. And the interface is like very mobile-y and large. So that's a, that's a negative. Are there microtransactions? Uh, not that I've got to yet, but I'm sure there are. <laughs> I think I've seen mention of like cosmetics and stuff already. So Heck yeah. I, I'm not sure how that stuff looks yet. I'll report back on that. But I've actually kind of enjoyed the, the opening bit of the game. Uh, it just plays straight like Diablo, like the other Diablos. Yeah, it's a little. Um, there's something very specific about the movement that feels slightly different. Like if you click to move a direction and then click to attack somebody, you don't immediately stop and attack them, but you do. You throw out the attack, but you still move a little bit. So what it turns into is like you can like strafe dodge attacks and stuff while throwing attacks out, and it actually feels really good. On mm. mouse and keyboard. Um, yeah, I don't like the interface. Like orb walking. Like orb walking, yeah. You're, you're orb walking, essentially. Weird. Um, the inventory, it is free. Okay. Uh, the inventory management is like super diluted. Like it just auto organizes like where stuff goes. You open up the inventory, it's like a big green arrow on all the things that you want to equip because those are better than what you have. And you just like hit the button to equip those things real quick. Don't really pay attention to it as far as I can I tell. I want them to go like a step farther where everything you pick up gets auto-equipped and it just sells your old stuff immediately. <laughs> so all you have to yeah. do is walk through the dungeon and constantly yeah. gear up. Um, the iPad works the exact same way as the phone where you have to use the touch controls or a controller or Bluetooth to it. I'm kind of disappointed that there's no way to use like mouse controls on the iPad. Mm. Not like a physical mouse, but like being able to like tap to walk and stuff like that. You still have to use the virtual joystick. Interesting. I would think with the bigger screen, you'd be able to like tap to walk, tap to attack, that sort of thing. You think they just also anyway? Yeah, because also I have a stylus, so I think it would feel natural if the hotkeys that you need to access were on the left side of the screen. And then you use the stylus to like move and aim, and then you could use your your left hand to like activate abilities. But there's no option to be able to do that. The abilities are on the right side of the screen, and you have to use left side of the screen joystick to move. But there's like voice acting and cutscenes, and like it's it's like a real Diablo game. From what I read, I think they went back and reworked what this game was going to be based on the super negative reaction that they was got. There- there was a negative reaction to this game? <laughs> <laughs> they, so they like showed a little bit of it and announced it in 2018. And the company that they partnered with to make it, uh, they published stuff in like the China, Chinese era 
era section of the world, whatever. <laughs> uh, there was a quote from one of those guys that was talking about how the game was like done in 2019. Mm. Right. And they're like, we don't know why we're not putting it out yet. I don't know. And then, <laughs> you know, two years later, two years after that, three years after that, uh, they finally put it out. So there is a lot of rumors and some hearsay on the internet about the game pretty much being rebuilt to be like a true Diablo game instead of like when they first put it out, there was some screenshots and video comparisons to this other game that already exists in China. That's an ARPG. And people are like, this is just a reskin of this game. Like they're just cashing in on this like really easily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's potential that that was what was going to happen. And then everybody got so mad. They were like, maybe we shouldn't do that. And they made a real Diablo game instead. Probably a good decision on their part. I will never understand why they decided to announce it the way they did. Like, it feels like the kind of thing you just dump it. Like, you just Mm -hmm. put it out there, you put out a little thing that's like, hey, here's a new Diablo game, kind of, it's on phones, don't be excited about it, like, just hook some whales, get some easy money. The fact that for for years they were, like, not saying anything about Diablo, and everybody had this, like, hype train about Diablo 4 being announced at some point, Mm -hmm. and then they came up, like, they announced beforehand that there was going to be something from the Diablo team there. And everybody's like, oh, this is going to be the Diablo 4 announcement. And then they get up there and they're like, Diablo on phones. And everybody's like, <laughs> this is the opposite of what we want. <laughs> uh, and it's like, just, super just weird. know your audience, right? Like, you know, if you're, if anyone who's there doesn't care about your fucking phone game, they <laughs> yeah. are there for Diablo 4. You know, I would argue they did know their audience because their audience do have phones. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Gosh. Well, yeah, doesn't, I don't know. Is it aren't aren't phone games like the highest revenue for any video game like platform? Like higher than console, higher than I'd believe it. Yeah, I'd believe it, but I also think that's mostly Asian markets because they like mm. primarily yeah. play on mobile at this point. Yeah. Uh, mm. Also worth noting that there's like full cross progression. So I was I started on PC and then I shut the game down, opened up my phone, and I was just playing the same character. Like where I was. Wow, that's nice. Nice. So, pretty cool. Uh, I also played a couple of small games. Uh, I finally picked up a Leckhead, which is something that's been on my list for a while. It's a small puzzle platformer. You play as a little robot, and your head is basically a generator, and whatever surface you touch uh, powers that surface. So, there's a lot of puzzles based around like touching a surface that touches a platform and it makes that platform power on and move. And then you got to like jump to somewhere else and get something else to move and make it through the level that way. And then about like halfway through the game, you get a power up where you can start throwing your head. Mm-hmm. So you like start running around a level, throwing your head to land on a certain platform to make sure that that part of the level is powered, run somewhere else to get to a specific spot and then make it back to your head in time because there's also like a timer that your body can't be away from your head for too long or else you'd you like power down and die. I was going to say so, before you said that it seemed like a very slow paced game. I've seen a little bit of gameplay from it. Seems very much more puzzle than platformer, but now it's it, starting to sound... it mostly is slower paced and okay. puzzly. There are cu- there are a few sections where it's like you have to figure that out and then you have like 10 seconds to get back to your body. So there's like mm-hmm. a little bit of fast paced puzzle uh, platforming, but 
not too much. It's very short. It's like under two hours or something. <laughs> um, but I, it, it it makes you think a little bit differently. It's it's kind of cool. There there's a couple times where it'll ask you to do things like touch a wall that's off screen or like on a, in a different screen to power something that's going to happen in the next screen over and do that for long enough and then run over and like do the thing that you need to do. Or like there's things like there's going to be chains connected to traps down on this level. And then you go up above and you have to remember which chain was connected to a trap and which chain was not <laughs> to make it across the different platforms, that sort of thing. Um, pretty cool little game. And then after I played that, I was kind of in that platformer mode. Uh, and I picked up Jackaxe, which has also been in the back of my mind for platformers for a while. That was it, PAX, wasn't it? We, we tried it PAX. Okay, that's a cool game. It's a little Celeste in that you kind of get like the the burst of motion, but in like a different way because you like throw the axe forward and then you like zoom towards it if you press the button again. Um, so it's got a lot of platforming that works similarly to Celeste, um, but less wall hugging, less wall. You don't, you can't climb a wall, stuff like that. Um, I do have an issue with it though, in that it's not like a linear game. You don't just progress through levels. There's just like a, it's like an overworld map essentially with rooms you can go into to clear. And I just don't know where to go. Like I, there's no direction on like what I should be doing at this point. And I wander around and I go back into rooms and I'm like, yeah, I've already been here. Got the, got the gems from this room. I don't know. Just wandering around. Throwing my there's axe. no map system to help deal with that? No. There's like checkpoints that you can uh, teleport between. But I have no direction on what place I need to go to next. And I can't find anywhere new. So I'm kind of stuck. Maybe, maybe you finished the game. Think of that. <laughs> You're done. You did it. Big doubt. There's also boss battles <laughs> in this game, so that's oh. a little different. Cool. There's actually like enemies you can attack and stuff. Caleb, that's it. How about yeah, I put a few different games recently. Um, one of them's Out There, Oceans of Time. I don't know if you remember a while back, a game came out called Out There, the sequel to that. Uh, I liked Out There a lot. Playing Out There, Oceans of Time, it is pretty okay. Oh wow! They add, yeah. <laughs> They add a new mechanic to it where you explore, you actually explore the planets instead of just exploring space and drilling on the planets. You can like walk around the planets and see new structures, new civilizations and stuff. And it's kind of neat, but it, it doesn't, all it does is add to the length of the game. It doesn't add much good stuff to it. I saw, like, it, on, I saw it on the Epic Store and it. I thought, you know what? I have been interested in this game. Maybe I should pick it up. But then as I was like watching some of the footage from what they were doing, I'm like, this is just better graphics on top of what the mobile version of this game was. Or actually, they had the other version. I don't remember what it was called. Omega or something. Yeah, Omega Edition. Mm -hmm. um, it just didn't look like it added a lot. And honestly, even the thing you're talking about where it adds like exploration on the planets, they verbally described a lot of that in Omega. In the, the yeah. Omega edition, they would be like, yeah, "We're on a planet. The these people have this type of buildings. They're they're this type of culture. How do you respond?" And then you kind of just follow through with it. But yeah, it didn't look like it just did much. One of the weirdest things about the planet exploration, your character, ha your characters have like health and action points that they can spend to do different things. But there's areas you walk over that can cause damage through various effects, like suffocation and stuff. But there's always a path just around them. 
So as long as you take the long way, which there's no penalty for taking your time exploring, there's you can no, just like, avoid the damage. I'm surprised they didn't like include oxygen as a resource when you're walking around on a planet. You'd think they would, but most of the time when you're walking around, you're on a garden planet, which is full of oxygen anyway. Sure. So, hmm. yeah. The story seems the fine. Same. Yeah, I mean, the first one, you're just trying to get back home, right? Pretty straightforward. Oh, this true. one, there's like a few different objectives that appear, but I don't... Aren't I'm not you quite like, done with it. Isn't like the premise, like you were like uh, almost prison, like a prison transport, and you were carrying this evil guy, and then you crashed, and he escaped, and... You were yep. in cryosleep for like a hundred years. years or something, mm-hmm. and you wake up and then you have to resolve the issue that you started a hundred years ago. Yeah, kind, kind of a that weird premise, but it. yeah, there's a there's a point where it kind of branches into multiple different end mm-hmm. objectives, I think. But it's it's pretty short. I mean, I've been playing it for like two hours, and I'm at the point where it branches. So I, I think there's only one objective each direction. So wow, not terribly That's, long. Isn't it like a thirty dollar game? I think so. That's a lot. That's a lot for very little content. Maybe, maybe you're wrong. Maybe it's really long. <laughs> maybe. I mean, most of the reviews say it's pretty short. So. Yikes. I doubt Yikes. it. But yeah, it's it's just kind of okay. I guess if you really, really like out there, you can try it and see how you like it. But you have um, have many bugs? Many bugs? Uh, I didn't really experience many bugs with the game. A lot no. of reviews talking about it's super buggy. Really? Oh, you know, it did crash on me once. But that only only the ones. That's not terrible. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, otherwise, I've been playing uh, this new game called Soldiers, which came out literally today, I think. I uh, played a little bit of that. I played a demo a long time back and really liked it. It's a Metroidvania um, that is just pretty solid. I mean, this doesn't do anything particularly special, but it's just uh, fun to explore. Got a pretty good uh, level level design. Like I said, not terribly far into it, so we'll see where it goes, I guess. The last game is Sifu. Probably heard of this one. I picked it up on the Epic Store during the sale. It is pretty interesting. Have any of you played it? Tried it? Oh, that's the one I was excited to hear your review of because it looks really interesting. Tell us more. So it's a fighting game, but it's not like a one-on-one fighting game. It's a brawler-y, I guess. Very similar to maybe... It's got some some aspects of Sekiro and some aspects of like... um, Arkham, the Arkham games. Batman. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's it has a lot to do with blocking and grappling and all this sort of stuff. It's a it's a I don't know if it's a kung fu game or I don't know if it's kung fu specifically, but it's, it's some sort of martial arts. It's from the developers of Absolver, if you remember that game. Absolver. Yeah, it's it like an evolution kind of, of that. that fighting. The most interesting system. interesting thing about it is its roguelikeness, which I didn't realize it was a roguelike when I picked it up. But it has mm-hmm. some really interesting ideas for doing roguelike stuff. So so you start on the first mission, and it's a whole broad area that you have to explore all the way through and beat the boss. And then you can travel on to the next one. But the whole time, anytime you die, your death counter goes up. And your death counter then gets added to your age. So you start out at 20 years old. First time you die, goes up to 21. Second time you die, up to 23. It kind of keeps stacking like that. And once you die past the age of 70, it's game over. You got to start. You got to start over on a mission. And once you complete a level, you can start on the next one at the earliest age you beat the previous level. So there's this sequence of running through a a level and 
finally beating it after a lot of tries. It's a quite difficult game. And then heading on to the second one, maybe getting some new permanent upgrades, because there's a weird permanent upgrade system that you have to go through. And then going back to a previous level, finding a shortcut that you unlocked the first time through, and maybe beating it a lot faster and a lot younger, so that you can have more time on the next area. Do they tie that in to like, the story elements at all, like your aging? Uh, you're aging, not necessarily. You, so in the opening cutscene, you die and are resurrected by this magical talisman that you carry at all times. And that's what revives you every time. But it, ha- it, it you know, has a toll, which is you age every time. Right, sure. And every 10 years, you lose some max health, but you gain damage. So it's just like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I assume it's like you get a lot better at Kung Fu or whatever the martial arts is. And so sure. you can hit people better. But is, is so like the point of this game to identify that once you hit 70, that's just it. <laughs> You've it. got nothing else to offer the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely saying that at times. Wow. But I really like the roguelike mechanics. I think they're really cool. I've, I've only made it to the second mission. I haven't beat the second one yet. Really tough. All the reviews I read actually said exactly that. It's like a very tough game, like surprisingly tough. Um, it just looks like a really cool style, and I don't know. It is, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad somebody finally picked it up, because I was like, 35 bucks. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm good. I'll just, I'll wait. It's also got that, uh, uh, shoot, what's his name? Dead, not Deadpool. Who's the blind guy? Marvel. Blonde guy. Thor. The blonde guy? Blind. Blind. Oh, Daredevil. 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 Thank you. Daredevil. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I heard you. blonde shoe. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you said blonde. The Netflix like Steve Daredevil Rogers? series has that that fight sequence in the hallway. In the hallway. It feels kind of like that sometimes. Hmm. It's kind of cool. A good thing to feel like. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chad. I know you've played a lot of games in the past two weeks. Tell us you about all of those games you've played. I have looked through some games for sure looked all over my steam and then went right back to the game called vampire (laughs) vampire the masquerade blood hunt for anyone listening at home that was chad's cat's tail (laughs) (laughs) did it actually make like a whack it wasn't like super loud but you need to get down buddy hold up (laughs) okay yeah, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodhound. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, I actually played in a tournament last Friday. Uh, didn't oh, wow. do too too hot, but um, it was oh, interesting to to see uh, our standings versus people who actually like do scrims. And we were just a pickup team. And I was like, oh, we should try this. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, we we uh we got like thirty kills one game, twenty nine kills another game, and then just like eighteen or so another game. We just couldn't break that. Uh, twenty thirty. Um. Most teams got like 40, 30, 30, stuff like that. So they're pretty, pretty impressive. The issue that, so all this tournament was set up basically um, in a way where it's like one point per kill, five points for first place, uh, three points for second place, and one point for third place. And of course, it's a battle royale. So like you're playing for placement, but you're also playing for W key and kills. Um, Biggest issue with our team is, we just couldn't find anybody. We were holding W key as hard as we could, but we just couldn't find teams to kill. So we're like really impressed by the people who got first place and got like the the forty team got thirty five kills and one. So it's like holy crap, that's a lot. Yes, um, yeah. 
This is Blood that Hunt. game that, uh, game. that you can uh, press a button or something if the other team, like, come after you. Was that yeah. not, like, a, a strategy to lure people to you so you could kill them easily and get, you know, as you were saying, like, you couldn't find anybody? It's, it is a, a strat, and we did do it somewhat, but just, you know, some people don't use it. Like, for, so, the system is, uh, if you kill a civilian, um, so if you shoot at them, smack them in the face, use an ability on them, uh, or if you eat a civilian near a civilian, or you eat a player near a civilian, uh, you are marked on the map, and it's literal walls. Like, they can see your entire player silhouette uh, through the map. Um, they can also, if they hit map, see a dot across the map. Uh, and so, if you're out of, like, if you're out of range rendering this, they can still see you. Um, it's just if they take up that fight or not, so. Cool. Is that all? That's all. Okay. All right. I, I, all right. Cool. Uh, Owen, how about you? What have you been playing? Oh, hey, me. Uh, so I've been playing a bunch of Star Wars games. Uh, Lego, uh, Lego Star Wars Saga. You 100%ed it? I 100 Well, I mean, I didn't 100% it, but I, I played through all of the campaigns <laughs> because I was like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm go setting those games. every puzzle. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I thought you were like a fan. That's all. <laughs> like a big uh, deal. I mean, I went through and I got all of the um, I got all of like the ships and care I cared about, and then after that, I was, okay, I'm I'm good. This is fine. <laughs> uh, also, it didn't help that a lot of the characters that I wanted to get uh came the that I got for free with the game. That made life really easy because I was like, yeah, I want to play as all the characters from Rogue One. Oh, wait, I get them already and I don't have to lock them because I bought the D like the D the, the version mm. of the game that I bought. So I was like, this is nice. Um, so I did that. Uh, I started playing KOTOR and I'm going to be playing, uh, which is uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 1, which came out as of next month, uh, 19 years ago. What? Yeah, Long time I ago. feel old yeah. when i uh realized that um because that's a really good game also um it's it's a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. I, 19 just, years it sounds just like getting oh, it apparently. to run on stream was uh, a fun exercise and i was like oh this is uh old it's not like one of those games that you just you know you can download and play on stream thing i had to uh you know uh it it comes in a nice little uh 900 by 600 um resolution so i had to like widescreen it out and everything with some mods um but yeah so it should be fun so i just started on that so if you liked the knights of the republic games i'm going to be playing both of the stream and getting through all of that hopefully before the remake comes out uh yeah i was wondering why you didn't just wait for the remake but you want to play the old one and the remake i heard yeah on I'm your gonna, stream I'm, I'm gonna end up doing one and two which two may not get remade yeah and so that's the thing is i wanted to play like get through all of that um and so i was like screw it i'll play all of one again to remind myself of what this game is i'll play two and then hopefully by that time since the remake doesn't have a release date so who the fuck knows end of 2023 um sure. you know so i should easily be done playing them um so yeah that should be fine uh more importantly i've been playing this game called v rising you know it's like this cool little indie title you know that's like got like a million some players on it currently um it's yeah. huge next valheim yeah honestly Basically. yeah it's it, for those that don't know uh you play as a vampire you collect resources you build a giant ass castle you take back your shit um 
Why are vampires so hot right now? Vampires have always been hot. It's just really weird. Because they needed something, because everybody kept on complaining every zombie game that came out that we had too much zombies. And they're Mm. like, what can we do that's different? Wait, vampires every time. They're even doing Left 4 Dead with vampires, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget who's making this, but. Isn't that Uh, Arcane? Arcane. I think it is Arcane. I think that's right. Why? What? It's, oh, oh, you know what it is? It's because Morbius came out. Oh, oh that yeah. makes more sense yeah. now. Did you, that's, that's it's Morbin time. It's <laughs> Morbin time. That's right. Wait, hold on. I, I, there is there is something that I remember reading that there was something about how um, zombie movies and vampire movies come out depending on like more of them are come out depending on which political party is currently in power there was like some correlation that someone had and so maybe that's why we're seeing the rise of all of these vampire games we got the dems in power so yeah i'm getting i'm getting the nod it's some yeah so so when republicans are in power it's all of the zombie games come uh, zombie movies come out because i think this is specifically for movie things but let's also apply that to all media uh because it probably has the same correlation um but yeah apparently when republicans uh parties are in power all of the zombie stuff comes out because the sheeple i guess or some shit uh and then you know when all of the uh blood sucking democrats get in there it's because uh you know they love taxing i guess i don't know um i don't understand the correlation but i do know that that's a thing ask your local political uh doctor uh interesting because i've i i should honestly talk to my buddy about that but yeah so um it's a vampire thing it's kind of valheimy because you do gather resources and build a base um and there's there's more of an emphasis on pvp um there's also a fuck ton of bosses like me um which is kind of great because it's way better than just being like hey i killed the two bosses here i guess i'm almost done the game um there's a bunch of games i've been playing it for like the past week nonstop, pretty much and i still have like a quarter of the bosses in the game to go um and it's still in early access right still in early yeah. access so it unfortunately will not be part of my uh game of the year <laughs> list at least because... you know early at least you know early it will be in the honorable mentions as it was valheim last year Fair um enough. i like the uh the nice... this year still yeah it may. that's true um, but it was it was last year valheim was in my honorable mentions of the fact that it wasn't fully out um as far as the base building stuff goes i actually think this is really cool uh of how like you kill some bosses you get some um uh, equipment to build into your base that can then uh, convert your resources in new stuff and then you take the new stuff and you make new armor, new weapons kind of the same thing that valheim doing i think the better i think the combat's better honestly uh i like the fact that there's no skill stuff so there's like when you die all of your loot drops but you don't lose any progress which is nice uh, it makes it a little bit more free on taking on like like I took on some bosses that I was like I don't know if I can actually kill this guy because what's gonna happen I'm gonna drop the loot that I don't have on me sure whatever I don't give a sh- like right. uh I, you know I, I I it doesn't really put you back and he doesn't uh so I thought that was nice um I do like Valheim's uh construction a bit more because there's actually like a free form waiting kind of more minecrafty whereas this you have kind of more like a system and you're like i put a floor here 
I want the floor to look like this. I put a wall here. I want the wall to look like this. Like, it, you know, you don't really get a chance to really um, do anything cool or that huge uh, longhouse in our village like that um, in Valheim, which I thought was really... While I have been building a castle with my friends in this, it doesn't really have that same... It just kind of feels like a big space that we've kind of thrown all of our shit together rather than something that we, like, strived on. I was disappointed to hear about this game because this is the Battle Right team's next game. Mm. And it's not an evolution of Battle Right. It's not the first evolution of Battle Right. The Before good they one. ruined it? Yeah. What's yeah. Battle Right? Yeah. It was like, like a 3v3 battle, battle arena. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible. Oh, I think I played that. Yeah. Didn't enjoy that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Did not have a I good time. That game. It was so cool when it first came out. Yeah. And they ruined it. Um, the, sorry, not to derail. How'd they ruin it? <laughs> so originally, you, you played like five rounds, and it was first to three, best of five, whatever. And uh, each round, you leveled up a skill, so you got to kind of choose on the fly what would be better mm-hmm. against the other team. And then they sure. changed it where you pick all of your stuff, and you start every round with the whole tree, and you don't get to change oh. it. Poor decision. Yeah. It was energy. like... Yeah. Cool and tactical originally, because it'd be like, oh, usually I'd probably want the extra damage, but they're like hitting me so hard, so I'm gonna take the defensive thing instead. Mm-hmm. Wonder why they changed it. I don't know. But like, then they changed it to where you just like look up like what's the most effective build for this character, right, and you yeah. just pick those things. It yeah. seems designed to make it less interesting. Yeah. Yep. Their their reasoning was like some characters. The way they had balanced some characters, they didn't come online until they had more battle rights. Well, yeah, so they were just like really like, bad in the beginning, but better later. It's like it's called part of the strategy. Risk reward, right? Yeah. You say, yeah. oh, I'm going to pick a character who's really good with one skill but falls off. Yeah. So hopefully we win three in a row. Yeah. Also, with like a three on three situation, you can be like, okay, I'm going to take a character that scales well later. You pick right? one that's good early. Yeah, it's like strategy. That seems like good. It's tactics, tactics strategy, strategy yeah. risk reward, or if they didn't even like that aspect, they could have just balanced the characters differently mm-hmm. instead of hard, like though. removing the system. That sounds mm-hmm. so hard. I mean, just take it out, just whatever. Gosh, I mean, I don't uh, know anything about a game that would rather you know take out an entire slot for a player <laughs> to be in instead of actually balancing <laughs> the game. Uh, Those don't yeah. exist. Nah. How did I know but, Overwatch is going to get brought up? <laughs> <laughs> but based on the being the developers of Battle Ride, I bet combat's pretty good in V Rising. I just don't know if I want to play another survival so crafting fun. like Valheim thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, the combat is so fun. Um, uh, the server that Alex has put up, which by the way, thank you again, um, is actually oh. popping off. There, I, I ran into somebody today and I was like, I don't know who the fuck this person is. <laughs> Oh my god. Was it ju- was his username Jux? No. <laughs> no. Uh it was not. Um and so I was like, who are you? And they're like, oh, I'm a friend of one of Josh's friends. And I'm like, whatever, Who's welcome. Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Josh was a dude that I knew that I gave the th- the code to, and I was like, hey, do you get your friends to join us? And they fucking did. Uh so I was like, alright, this is cool. Um, so cool. there's actually like about ten or so people that are like running around on the server. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's That's it's cool. kind of nice to actually like bump into people in the wild because at first it was just like me and like two other people, and that was only when all of us were on. Um, and 
since it's our server, I think it's way better because, A, it stays up all the time, which I don't know why they ever had the ability. When when I first started playing this game, my friend was like, oh, you should join my server. And I was like, sure. But it was only up whenever he was online because uh, he had to, like, you know, host it yeah, from his I don't server. Know. Yeah, he just it's, hosts it when he plays, and then when he's yeah, not playing, it's down. Which, which, mm-hmm. which, I was like, well, I can't, I can never catch up to you. I can never do anything. Like, I just have to yeah. sit. And, like, I literally had to like message him while he was at work to turn his computer on because he was working from home. So I was like, dude, turn your computer on so I could play. And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, you're telling me this man's at home and he turns his his computer off. <laughs> yeah, dude. People leave their people home like and turn their computer off? Mine stays on 24-7-365. It's, it's like people think they're saving power when in reality it takes more power to turn on the computer than, than actually like just leaving it idle. Also, it's more wear and tear. The more you're turning yeah. that thing on and off and spinning up drives, I guess if yep. people are still using actual you know, disk drives. Drives that spin. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, so having a nice uh, permanent home for people uh, is kind of nice. And I was on a, a public server, you know, fun, you know, but it was public PvP. So you walked into a place and you didn't know what you're doing. You get stabbed and you're like, fine. Yep. But I, I left. I, I wasn't sure what you wanted. So I left PvP enabled on the server. Has anybody done any of that? Uh, Yeah, that's the one thing, as I say, is like, I think because of the fact that uh like we all kind of know each other and it's kind of more private that there hasn't been any pvp stuff yeah okay um like we could i could easily go raid my friend josh's base and like go blow it up while he's offline i'm not going yeah. to but i could um yeah. and like same, i like you know, having the option available you like having the option available to ruin somebody's fun just forever. in case it is, it, <laughs> the, there has been some kind of uh shenanigans but there hasn't been anything like full-on pvp it has just been things of like my clan of people would like go over to a place and we'd see another clan and then they would just be like oh shit they're here and they would just then run away because yeah. we could easily kill them if we wanted to, but we don't want to. And like, I know everybody over there, so I was like, I'm not gonna do it. But like, we could, and they're scared of us because we're higher level, so they just like fuck off. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, the 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 one other shenanigans that I think is really interesting is that um, you have to in order to like leave the game because your character is perpetually in the game uh you need to like fall asleep inside of a crypt and if you don't fall asleep inside of a crypt uh van or coffin or whatever uh then uh your your person just like floats in midair like they just lay down floating in midair uh and they can die from any of the elements that are happening um but also other players can drag your body around and so one of my friends like logged off in his base but didn't fall asleep in the crypt and so i dragged him all the way to the entrance of a boss (laughs) and so when he logged in he like logs in, presses the W key because everything's still loading in, and the boss aggroes and punches him in the face. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Nice. Amazing. I was like, I love this game mechanic. This is fantastic. <laughs> so is this ultimately going to be a similar game to Rust, where the community is going to be super toxic? It's uh, has a huge learning curve, and any PvP server that you go to, you're just going to get wasted by being a Bambi just on the side of the road? Um, I would say no. Uh, honestly speaking, for the PvP server that I'm also playing on, 
because I'm playing on Alex's and also this public PvP one. Uh, everybody over there is pretty chill. Like, there is PvP happening, and they are, like, you know, trying to organize raids on bases and things like that. Um, but when, like, for the... I would say I ran into probably about 10 to 12 people while I was running around, uh, and, like, the higher-level player would just, like, walk up to me, um, and two to three of those people actually tried to fight me or kill me because I was a lower level player and people, everybody else was just like, Hey, do you like want some stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> sure. Or I'd like be able to ask questions in all chat and people are like always very responsive of being like, Oh yeah, no, this is how we've set up the server. And Oh yeah, this is how you get this resource or like, Oh yeah, I always farm over here. It's a pretty good spot. Like, so people seem to be kind of relaxed about it and not, um, See, you're playing at the perfect time. Yeah. Which is the beginning of this game where everybody's just kind of like not bored with it yet. But once people get bored, <laughs> then oh, they get I, toxic. Well, I was going to say, I don't think anyone's going to like uh, the same thing of Valheim is that if they don't continuously add stuff, which there's like maps, the parts of the map that are grayed out, which obviously is like stuff that they're planning on adding to the map and bosses and they're going to add. Um, if they don't add that relatively uh, this game's just gonna die the same way that Valheim did. It shows up, everybody thinks that it's cool, they play it, it gets huge numbers on Twitch, things like that, it's like a huge thing, uh, and then after you've, like, you know, climbed the mountain, you've made your base, and you've got all of the bosses dead, you log off and you never look at it again for... It happens. How does, uh, I'm... does your, is your character, like, server-bound, or... Are you like leveling? You are you are server, server bound. Yeah. So I oh. both of my characters are vastly different. Um, okay. Yeah. It's, so there's no kind of cross progression uh, in that kind of way. A lot of the progression I feel like is mainly um, and also I think to my my question of how this game is also going to affect like um your your castle has a heart called the castle heart. And the castle heart. Whoa, wait. Is the... That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I know. And the castle heart is the thing that like powers your castle, but as it, you know, it, you know, it can only power it to, up to so, a point, And then after the power is gone, your castle starts to degrade. Okay, cool. If I stop playing this game for a month, is my castle just like. I'm I'm curious to see what that's going to be like because I feel like mm. that's going to be a problem of like people are going to get to the point where they kill the bosses, they built their castles, they've got all of their resources and stuff, and they go, okay, cool. I'm going to wait for you know the next patch, which might be like a month or two when they actually like have more stuff, and then you come back, and then what you got to grind for everything again? Like that seems bad. I don't want to me. Do that. What it sounds like from somebody who hasn't really even looked into the game. Yeah. It, it it just sounds like the way it is going to live is the rust kind of play style where it's no longer about progressing to beat the bosses it's progressing to where you have more stuff than the other person near you and then you're going to take their stuff kind of thing can you do you get your stuff taken or is it is it just your castle gets broken broken down uh depends on what what kind of pv server is set up for got it so like the server that i'm currently on um take any of the stuff that's in my chests when you but also like i can just go over my after raided my place i can press a button um i still lose all of my shit that was but like all of the walls all of that stuff comes back and so that i own um but there are some that like you die uh or your base gets destroyed back and everything's gone and th those are kind of like the hardcore i am not on because that's just like a pain in the ass if you spend all of your time trying to get like 
a weapon that's a somewhat deep and then someone kills you and takes that weapon and then you don't have you know you got to spend another 10 hours to get that weapon back like i was like yeah fuck that that seems awful i could definitely see streamers playing that mode and keeping this game alive and then the castle heart kind of makes sense because then they're always going to be like playing the game to like keep that kind of beating so i don't know about like casuals the, the game will probably depopulate quite well but Kind of like Valheim, but there's probably going to be a core group of people that stick around. I feel the same way about Rust. I mean, I, I feel like there's a core group of people that play Rust, and then there's just like casuals tap into it every once in a while, but for the most part, I don't think it's like a growing community. There's there's pretty much the handful of people that play it, and that's it. Uh, Let's move on. Jake, want to talk about Revengeance? I would love to talk about Revengeance. So I played what I thought. I thought this was just like a random game, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Uh, it's a game from 2013. Uh, my my little synopsis is that it's a Metal Gear Solid spinoff game about a cyborg ninja who gets in a fist fight with a U.S. senator and talks about memes with a terrorist made of magnets. So it's kind of a wild game. But what's really wild... So I just kind of picked this up. It's like been on my to-do list for ages. But apparently, uh, since April of last year, its concurrent player count has gone up by a thousand percent. What? <laughs> yeah, so like this game's just like making a comeback <laughs> randomly. I don't really know why. Like it's there's a lot of you were cool. You thought you were a cool hipster and then I actually did. Just <laughs> and then like I saw the this article came up and I was like, oh, I'm just like a poser, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's a lot of like revengeance memes, which makes sense. It's a very meme game. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers, Jacob Geller, did a whole video about it, like, a month ago. Like, right around when I started playing this. Uh, so that's, that was just kind of, like, a weird concept around this. Is that why the player count went up? Because Jacob Geller made It's, I think, I, I mean, I don't know. It probably <laughs> contributed, though. Uh, it's but, the Horizon stream. It was Jake's fault. Uh, yeah, it's definitely me. Yeah, dude. It's, there were only ten of us there, but it was an important ten. It was the ten that mattered. Word of mouth spreads fast. That a, That's right. Wildfire. Final boss battle was popping, actually. Yeah, it's, wild. It's pretty crazy, dude. But um, I mean, it's it's a fun game sometimes. Other times, <laughs> it's just like it can just be really frustrating, man. So like, there's not. It's a game about like it's like a bayonetta style game, right? Over the top action. You do combos, yeah. whatever. But it's all about like parrying. But rather than like Sekiro, where you hit L1 and it's like, okay, you're going to block stuff. Like, they're going to try to hit you and you're going to block it. This game's like, no, 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 no. You got to push the analog stick towards them and attack again. And if you time that right, you'll block. Which, like, when it works, it works really well. It feels really fun. You're always attacking. Yeah, great. Everyone loves that. But, like, if you don't time it right or, like, your analog stick isn't quite right because you're fighting a giant tank on robot legs... And so you weren't really sure where the attack counted from. You're just going to do an attack and they're going to hit you and do like a bunch of damage. And that sucks. And then they also like, there's no dodge button either. Like you can unlock a dodge move, but it like sucks. I could never really get the hang of it. And maybe this is just like, I'm mad because I'm bad. But like, there are attacks that you can't block. So you got to dodge, but there's no dodge button by default. So you're probably just going to get hit by that too. So like, that's also not fun. But then other times, you get to run up missiles and cut a giant, like, kaiju robot in half with your samurai sword. And that's awesome. That's great. That's so fun. So it's really, like, I don't know. It's tough to say, because sometimes it's awesome and sometimes it's really, really not awesome. Um, 
Also, it does this because it's like it thinks it's a Metal Gear Solid game. Sometimes there's like stealth <laughs> parts and they're all awful. None of them are good or fun at all. It's just, just run up and just start cutting people in half with your sword. That's what it's about. <laughs> uh, and it also does like these long codec conversations. And if anyone decides to play this game, skip all of them. They're not good. They're not funny. They're just long and boring. Just skip all of them. You'll still get to watch the cutscenes, which are fun and funny. So, like, don't listen to the codec conversations. They're bad. <laughs> uh, the one, the one other thing that's really, really cool about this game, and it's a gameplay thing. So, when you, usually when you beat an enemy, they'll get, like, a little symbol on them, right? And you go into, like, your cut mode. You have a mode where you can, like, swing your sword anyway. And if you cut them in a very specific part of their body, you cut them in half, and, like, some of their spine comes out. They're like robots. Mm, they have like yeah. some robot spine. And you can rip out their robot spine, crush it in your hand, and get all of your health and like slow-mo energy back. It's fucking oh. awesome. It's so cool. Sounds pretty it's doomy. Like, yeah, yeah. It really it's like uh <laughs> it's like glory kills almost. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Only instead of just like pushing a button and he does it, you actually have to like line up your slice and you can slice multiple people at the same time and you'll go and you like grab like five spines and crush them all in your hand it's so cool dude it's so cool <laughs> who's the who's the uh, mortal Kombat guy who rips the spine out of the body is that scorpio is that... yeah it's scorpion. scorpion i mean scorpion no, scorpio yeah, yeah scorpio scorpion <laughs> <laughs> i think isn't that i thought that was a sub-zero move is it a sub-zero move it's one know. or the other i, I think you're right sub-zero I, I don't know. Okay, whatever. I, it's one. Well, I, I, I thought it was part of the, the come here move where he like pulls him towards him with the chain and then just like uppercuts and rips his head off with his spine attached. Mm. 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 Yeah, that probably is the thing. That probably I don't, is it's been thing. a long time since I yeah. saw the, the quality movies in our Mortal Kombat and or play. Also known as the come here move. Yeah, the come here <laughs> move. <laughs> Which is actually the get over here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up just a couple quick notes. Um, one I wanted to mention, actually, we were talking about V-Rising, but I didn't get a chance to do it, is they currently have 70,000 concurrent players. This is number seven on the Steam charts right now, which pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Of equal note, and granted, I will say everything on this list is a multiplayer game, with the exception of, and not entirely, but with the exception of Elden Ring. I do realize that you can play Elden Ring in multiplayer mode, but from its, like, main standpoint, you are playing this as a single-player game, at least traditionally. It is number 10 on the Steam charts still. This game came out in February. There's 58,000 people currently playing Elden Ring. There was a mod created for it that you could run through with two people the whole game. I heard. Up. And you yeah. got a horse. Yeah, you, you get a horse. Yeah, which you is awesome. You don't get kicked out after yeah. arbitrary points in what the a, game. What a good yeah. idea. Anyway, I just wanted to mention I finally beat the game. Um, I chose an ending in which I felt like I was fooled. I was bamboozled uh, by one of the NPCs in the game because I missed a key storyline component that did not give me information that I wanted or I needed to understand what was going on. I envisioned what this NPC was telling me was that the world sucks, which it does. Anytime you're walking around in Elden Ring, it's awful, and that it just needs to be remade. I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. What a lovely idea. <laughs> Bro, I don't know about this. This is like if you played a game and one of the endings you like went and you met the devil and the devil was like hey dude do my ending and you were like yeah this is great what could go wrong uh, i think anytime 
you're facing the choice and the outcome is like, let's just remake the entire world in our image. That's probably not the good one. It's not even yeah. it's not even really in our image. You have to well, well, it really is because <laughs> it was a demon type thing that gave it to you. <laughs> Wait. I mean, kind of. Not really. Kind of. What? Do you remember the door they were behind? I oh, remember the door they flesh? were behind. It was but made I also of remember... like flesh and blood. I also remember they're, they're two parts of the same basic component. So, like, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really see one as any more or less evil than the other because I missed <sighs> the one. I did... Okay. I know that there are people who have not finished this game. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to talk about any ending things, but the Shabiri Grapes Girl, I did not finish her quest at all i never got past like the second time you give her a grape which that's the one that gives you the information you really need to understand what's actually happening i don't know i feel like uh i mean like yes your maiden kind of is like maybe don't like a bazillion time no no oh I wait no. you have no maidens is that the he was made yeah, i was maidenless <laughs> i was maidenless that, that's the real problem mm. anyway um makes sense incredible game my game of the year for almost for certain. Uh, I love this game. If you've not played Elden Ring, go play it. It's absolutely incredible. It's beautiful. It's fun. The stories are excellent. Every part of the continent, every boss you fight, every small, you know, constructed story element in the entire game is just so freaking well done. It's ridiculous. So everything play in it. that game is excellent, except for the frogs. <laughs> oh, they could take out the frogs, and I'd be happy. You're talking about the ones that puke the yeah. stuff. At the, the Dark Souls stable. Yeah, I know. Like, that's I see a them Dark and I'm Souls like, thing? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's from Dark oh, Souls yeah. 1, baby. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and as soon as I saw him, I like, just this wave of dread. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> I need to leave. The, the one thing I will say about this game, and I mentioned it last time because I fought one of the hardest bosses in the game, and it took me a long time, and I was a little lower level than I think other people when they fought that boss. After I beat said boss, I went on to single fight the next I don't. I think it was maybe eight bosses after that. It was just one combat every time, and I won the rest of the game in one night. So I think the game does struggle a little bit from the open world concept in comparison to. And again, I have not played the other Dark Souls games really, but everybody tells me that it's really hard and grindy because you you get to one boss and then you just face it over and over and over and over and over and over until you're done. Versus this, which is I did that with one boss, and then I was so leveled I wiped the floor with everybody else. It took nothing. It was it was just almost simple. Yeah. yeah. There's like I'm, I'm gonna say that's a that you problem. That's a me problem. Yeah, I think that's a you problem because the entire just... design and like what everybody was praising Elden Ring for when it came out was that when you get to a point like that, you can just go do something else for a while, and then you come back at like the appropriate level for it. Okay, for what <laughs> it's worth, I did not fight that boss as many times as Caleb did. I only fought that boss probably like 25, 30 times, and I'm like. It's just basically impossible unless you loot use some overpowered strats. Yes. Yeah. Which, and like, that's what I did, I did the same thing. No shame. She's basically impossible. I went. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other conversation about those <laughs> strats. But I again, I think it's just you're, you're probably right. I could have gone and done other things. But to me, that was the that was the next logical step, because there are components that you have to get from that boss fight in order to do specific things in the game if you want to do them, which okay. I chose not to do them after all. But yeah, she gives mm -hmm. you the way to not do the devil ending. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I chose to just keep on trucking. Oh my god. Anyway, whatever. also sorry, go before we move on real quick, on the same topic, uh right, leaving and leveling up to go to a boss is all well and good. 
But you do also, you can run into a situation, like, there was a boss who I accidentally got way over-leveled because I was scared of their area, yeah. and I went in, and I killed them in, like, three hits. And it was like, oh, this probably would have been, like, a really fun boss if I was, like, 15 levels lower. Yeah. yeah. That's something you definitely don't get in the base games. Yeah. Very yeah, in Dar like, Dark Souls and Bloodborne, there's not, I mean, I guess you could just go grind and get really high level, but generally, if you're just going through, you're going to be the right level yeah. For it to be like a really meaty but approachable challenge, I think the, that is that is like the the element that changed in this game that everybody praised. Yes, for I making think it, it so accessible. I think, I think it's better than it is detrimental. Yes, I I'll agree with that. The accessibility seems great. I think the problem is you're it's bottom heavy, so you get all of the it's difficult every boss fight for a long time, mm, and then yeah. when you're presented with so many options, you can go do whatever you want and just get so many you know. Anywhere you want to get runes, you just go get them. And then you can gather them up and level up, level up, level up. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, I, f I feel confident I can walk into this next legendary boss fight and do okay. And then you wipe the floor. So it's not yeah. like, and so, I mean, I, I guess they should probably have an in-game guide that says, all right, here's like the optimum level to fight in this region against these bosses. That might be helpful. I feel like, hmm. I, I feel like that, that could be a good idea, but all, at the same time, that goes against the model of Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, I mean, this game goes against the model of Dark Souls, doesn't it? Eh, ultimately, I think Dark Souls, what it's built around, uh, casuals don't usually go for it, um, but it's, it's built around the New Game Plus. And so you, oh. you basically go through Dark Souls on your first time, and you're exploring, and you're figuring everything out. And then the next time, you're challenging yourself, but you're still powerful. Uh, and so I, I almost think that Elden Ring... The first run through, yeah, you could probably out-level stuff, but now you know that, and so on your second run, you can go and challenge yourself on those bosses that, you know, you, you didn't beat before, uh, in a, or you did beat, but it beat them in, like, two hits. On my second right. run of this game that I spent 123 hours yeah. playing? Yeah. I mean, I, I could get that with, like, a 30-hour Dark Souls game where you're gonna go play it twice. I mean, you could play Dark Souls 3 four times in the amount of time it took me to play this game once, right? Because all the other I mean, games are 30 yeah. hours, approximately. You'll beat it, yeah. like, 50% faster now that you can sprint. Oh, sure. Uh, that's yeah, still yeah, almost hours. 200 hours in the game. <laughs> uh, I didn't know there was a sprint button. I didn't. For, oh like, gosh. 90 yeah. hours? 90 hours. Oh, my God. 90 hours, you didn't know there was a sprint. Yeah. I, I also feel like there are people out there that didn't go to every nook and cranny, though, that do, are now in New Game Plus, and they, they, but they did outlevel some bosses. I mean, that's so. a very valid point, but you will miss a lot of really cool things in yeah. the game if you don't. So, if I mean, you look uh, at how long to beat Elden Ring. No, uh, yeah, it's a lie. 51 hours is main story. Supposedly. I mean, okay, main story. Mm, yeah. But like, main plus extras, 96, completionist, 129. Yeah. Okay. Seems about right. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like double the length of a normal Dark Souls game. Not people that actually go through all the length. stuff. Anyway, great game. Go play it if you haven't. Another great game, Tunic. I just started playing. I've played about uh, I think like three or four hours into it already. Um, beautiful game. I love the music in it. The I don't the the whatever it's called the journal log book. I don't know what the actual term is in game, manual. but manual. manual. Yeah. It's really neat. It's a really good idea, and it looks great. I don't know. I'm just very excited to play more into this game. I haven't played enough to really get like a good opinion of it, but it's it's fun so far. Do you think? Do you think they'll sell like a, a physical version of that manual? I, 
That would be awesome. Because I would, I would really cool. pay money for it. They absolutely should. That'd be some cool shit. Yeah, It'd be a really. very fan gamer thing. I mean, right. Caleb, you you have a copy of the uh, the book from um, from Hollow Gravity Knight. Falls, right? No, Gravity oh, Falls. Gravity Falls. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I have yeah. Gravity Falls. Oh, book I, right I have there. that journal yeah. three too. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, like, Jake does too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's freaking awesome, right? Oh, like, you have I the love freaking... it when they, when I've they got take the edition. This has the the black light UV, the black light. UV yes, that's so cool. Jealous. All right, let's uh, jump into games. I wanted to talk about the one last game that I've been playing that multiple of us have, which is uh, Roller Champions, or as we've been calling it, Roller Champs, because we're champs. We're really freaking great. We're good at this game. Wow. <laughs> um, what a clever nickname for it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know it's it's really unique nickname. Uh, Roller Champions. Chad has been waiting on this game for like a really short period of time. I don't know how long is this, how long has it been delayed, Chad? Uh, it was delayed for two years. Just two years. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. I played the lot in the live test, which back then I was just kind of like, eh. So like, it, it wasn't heartbreaking to me that I waited two years because I forgot about the game until somebody <laughs> recently told me that I was coming out. Fun fact. Uh... Um. So we, yeah, roll, roller chant. What's up? I was just gonna say, fun fact: we interviewed the uh, um, community manager for this game. Oh, sick! We the so go check out the interview that we did with Rick Stanford because he was the community manager for this a couple of years back, and we interviewed him about it. So, yep, that's nice cool. a little plug. plug. Nice. Yeah, so roller, roller champions is uh, a game where you are on rollerblades, uh, going extremely fast around a donut. Um, and you are trying to score a ball in uh, the El Dorado goal. The Red El Dorado goal. Oh! Uh-huh. <laughs> That's nice. Cool. Uh-huh. That's a really good... <laughs> yeah. Good visual. So, uh, basically, the rule is that, you know, you have to go counterclockwise uh, through four gates. They're at the, like, what would you call them? Like, the corners of, of the map? Yeah. Um, you go through them. Once they're all unlocked, you, you, you can score a goal. And if you go around again, you can score. Does it go up by three? Then up and five? One, one point, three points, five points, depending yeah. on how many yeah. times you go around with the ball. And if you get to the five points, then you win the game automatically. Yeah, any game yeah, that gets five, five points, points to win. So I think the game is uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, three on three. I think it's it's got potential. It's it's kind of cool, but it also suffers from the same thing that Rocket League does, which is People are going to get way too good at the game, and then yeah, you're just yeah. not gonna have any chance of playing against them. Yeah, it's got uh, such wild mechanics, like being able to jump like 15 feet in the air with the, t- the touch of a button. But people are gonna just start building on those and get ridiculous. Yeah, you know, never like, touch it, the ground again. In Rocket stuff. League, like there is a curve, like you you can you can accelerate, you can get better. But then there's a point at which people know how to aerial, and that is like literally the cutoff. If you cannot do that, you do not play in the upper levels of Rocket League, period. And I think this game is going to run into that same... We were watching a, a TikTok video that Chad sent over earlier. The dude's like rolling the ball up the side of the wall and then jumping up and catching it himself and then going back down and getting more speed, just flying around the court. Which, like, Alex did bring up a point. That that clip was, like, semi-doable. Like, if we actually put some time and effort into it, like, all of us could probably do that. The one that I sent to just Caleb and Alex before you played the game, Aaron, this man was uppercutting, throwing the ball against the other wall and staying in the air away from everybody and just constantly grabbing the ball, throwing it against the wall, uppercutting, grabbing the ball. He was just staying in the air forever. It was ridiculous. He stayed at the the height of the uppercut. He stayed at that 
How? level and rode around How? the entire loop and then just like threw it in. Yeah. What a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Does it reset I, your jump when you throw the ball? It's it's gotta reset the uppercut somehow. So you can a, you can uppercut again when, like after uppercutting. Yeah. Like, you just keep you uppercutting? Like, if you touch the wall, I think you can uppercut again. Wow. Does that make sense? You can jump vertically off of a vertical wall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got it. Well, I mean, what's, what, the rest of the game's physics don't make sense, so... That's true, because yeah. there would be a bunch of dead people if people were playing this <laughs> this sport, for sure. Yeah, we just, like, tackle. air tackle somebody from, like, 40 yeah. feet away. Yeah. Also, air you're, like, somebody. you're, like, booking it around this this donut. It's like an elongate, elongated donut. You're booking around it. And if people are like way in front of you, you'll turn around as like the, the opposing team and you're like, all right, I'm just going to freaking haymaker this guy when he comes around the corner. Mm -hmm. It's full speed, 60 miles an hour, two of you. Just bam. Crazy stuff. Yeah. I think base gameplay when played as like a team sport, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're passing, you're, you know, defending each other, making plays like that. Pretty cool. As long as nobody gets like crazy and starts doing weird tech, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doing a cool it, like the, the way it's meant to be played, in my opinion. Doing a cool team play feels awesome in that game. Yeah. You like ride up to your friend and you can hold a uh, left bumper to like grab their shoulder and you let go of it and you like just push off of them and you go like super fast down the lane. Uh, and then Alex was telling me that you do that and if the person has a ball, is the one that you're about to push off of. If they pass it to you, you could just like shoot off with the ball. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do yeah, in that game. You can hand That's the ball like... over. I found that out. You can hand the ball over when you're hanging off. We did that accidentally once. Yeah. 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 There's also uh, drafting in the game. Like if you ride behind somebody, you'll gain speed, which I didn't know about, which is why everybody always catches up to you when you have the ball. Because yeah. you had the ball in front and then somebody's trying to catch up to you from behind. They're going to inherently move faster than yeah. The game currently does suffer from some networking issues. I know of the four games that we played, somebody disconnected in three games, and in two of them they couldn't reconnect, I think. In uh, the games that Aaron, Alex, and I played, there was no disconnects. There was one game, one or two games that I played without anybody, and I disconnected, and when I reconnected, I was actually able to use my character. So it's almost <laughs> like they released a hotfix like, that night to kind of get around all that. It's a cool game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how ridiculous uh, people again, get at it. How, yeah, exactly. How ridiculous people get at that game because that's going to determine whether or not we keep playing it. Mm -hmm. I, I'll i be excited to watch like the esports of that game, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like, this is one of those like Rocket League, like, you can just turn on Rocket League esports anytime and you'd be like, Yeah, I understand this. That's the same type of scenario where you probably like it might take you a second or two because it's not just soccer. Uh, yeah. But what, like anybody can pick up the knowledge to know how to play that game and then start watching it like a true sport. Good game. Uh, one of the things we should talk about in Games World, TI-11 was just announced. Speaking of uh, esports. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of esports. Good good job, Alex. You know what? I should have you start transitions from now on. <laughs> That's the uh, Dota International, right? For people who yes, don't know. The yeah, Dota the International. International. Everybody knows the Dota International is called The but International, Caleb. The Come International. on. Well, That's, they definitely don't it. know it's called TI. Oh, sorry. sorry. That's also a type of calculator. The so, International know. 11. Very important. Alex, do you want to talk about this? You put it on here. Yeah. Um, just want to mention they announced it. It's in Singapore, which I think from what I looked up is a better time zone for us. We'll get to start like 
watching it later in the evening You're and not then going? maybe not finish it, but I would love to go. Um I've seen Crazy Rich Asians. That place looks awesome. There's interesting thing about traveling yeah, to Singapore. Say our friends' family's there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they just moved there specifically <laughs> for the international action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge sense. Dota fans. Makes sense. Um yeah, a lot of people in the subreddit are complaining about traveling to the international this year because they are changing like the schedule for how it works. It's not going to be like the main event is not going to be like condensed into a week. They're kind of spreading it out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? A lot of people are saying it's similar to the format that League does with Worlds. So you have uh, last chance qualifiers 8th through the 12th of October, uh, then group stage 15th to the 18th, and then you have. Um, main stage 20 to the 23rd and then you gotta wait until the 29th for the finale that's really spread out a whole week wow so if you want to go watch main stage and and finals you have to go for like two weeks to singapore heck yeah sounds like a great vacation i mean if you're going if you're gonna go to singapore you might as well fucking go to singapore right yeah 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 it's just so so much more expensive to go on a two-week trip versus a one-week trip. Oh, yeah. yeah so you I should mean, rent out two times the expense. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I mean, I, I have to also imagine that it's expensive for them to, like, Gross. basically rent the place and host all of it for two straight weeks. Like, you know, that's a... Yeah, that's you're, you're talking about uh, you know, doing something close to Olympic level at that point, and you're not even doing multiple sports you're doing one thing right like i don't know yeah, i do wonder like whether what's the upshot for them spreading it out so much is know. it just they to say, give the players um, time if they don't give a shit about the players do they? i would think they're so. playing video games they'll be so fine know, but... their statement is uh in our constant efforts to make the event and its broadcast as exciting and accessible as possible we're experimenting with a slightly different schedule that includes more breaks and a greater build to finals mm. i mean from a streaming perspective i imagine it would be a more fun watch than just sitting down and being like all right 10 hours of watching dota or whatever <laughs> yeah i mean oh, man, maybe that's so fine good, for though. you guys but as a <laughs> normal person being like oh dude i'll just catch the game that played today yeah. or whatever <laughs> makes it much more approachable than, oh, I have five hours to catch up on. Yeah, see, all, all I'm something is about that we're saving money by not going to Singapore, so we should just rent <laughs> out a theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something we're... about the international being on, and you're just like, all right, time to watch 12 hours of Dota today. Man. But all I'm doing is sitting in like. this spot. I really I watching Dota. hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, even imagine. I'm really thinking about going down to um, uh, to Texas because they're going to have the Dota Pro Circuit Majors in Arlington this year, which is the first time they've had a major in the United States in like, man, a lot like five or six years. It's been a long time since a major's been here, and it's not super far away. And it's down in, but it's in August is the problem. And Texas in August is like a billion road trips. Worst place to be ever. Yeah, well, just, <laughs> just, I mean, you just go from. House to car to house. Yeah, yeah you don't much. do the outside part. It's <laughs> there, is, yeah. there is no exploring Arlington. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. You can oh, do have to wear shorts. First major in the U.S. in six years, so mm-hmm. it'll be pretty cool to see. Okay, 
other things we should talk about. PlayStation just had their uh, what the heck State is it called? Play. State of Play. State of Play. Oh yeah, there we go. State of Play earlier. A couple of us watched it. Anything specific we should talk about? Just notes on. What's going on? I got the I got the whole thing. I, I mean, I literally, I like sat down to get ready for the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, PlayStation's doing a thing." <laughs> so I should have joined. It. We watched it live. Yeah. Did you? Shit. Yeah, I did too. I didn't realize you guys. I guess I should have checked. Is this uh, actually why we pushed the podcast back? Yeah, because of state of play specifically. Got it. No, Got it, it. Ended, it ended before our normal start time. Not even. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Resident Evil Four remake is coming out next yep. year. Yeah, that's like that's, exciting. That's pretty uh, pretty soon. I thought the date. Yeah, March, March of next year, right. which is weird because I feel like we don't know anything about it. I mean, right? Obviously, there Resident Evil Four about it, but yeah, but I, this is the first time I think they've shown anything of it. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty exciting. They're also doing Resident Evil 8 VR, which I guess shouldn't come as a surprise. A lot of PlayStation VR 2 stuff. Yeah, have they announced PlayStation VR 2 previous to this? I guess. They mu- I, I mean, mean, they must have, because there wasn't I any feel like they information. Must have. It was just a bunch of games about it. I just didn't know I'd never it. heard anything about it. I, was gonna, I, don't, I don't know PlayStation VR, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They but had they are- a lot of uh, PlayStation VR 2, or whatever it's called, stuff yeah. coming out. The Walking Dead, Saints yeah. and Sinners, Chapter 2, mm-hmm. No Man's Sky... Uh, then both the Resident Evils and New Horizon Zero game. Dawn. Oh, that's right. The, not yeah. not Zero Dawn. It's a, a new different game thing. It's VR specific. Horizon Three Dawn. Horizon <laughs> VR Dawn. Horizon like VR Horizon. Call of the Mountain. There it yes, is. Call of the Mountain. Horizon what a Two bad Dawn. Name. Right. <laughs> it. I don't know, but I mean, maybe it's because I'm so sensitive. But that trailer made me feel motion sick just watching. <laughs> and I was like, I. There's a lot of moving and a lot of like climbing. There was a swimming part. Oh my god! The swimming part would be weird. I've never tried swimming in VR. I cannot even imagine. Sounds hellish. <laughs> so they have announced PSVR two previous to this. Okay, it looks sense. pretty sweet. It's got a 4K HDR 120 frames screen. Wow, OLED. pretty solid. That's all right. That's not bad. That's not bad. OLED. 100, 110 view, uh, degree field of view. Eye tracking. That's, that's about normal, right? 110 now? Normal. Yeah. Oh, they're doing inside-out tracking, like the, the Quest. Nice. So all you need is a headset, you don't need controllers. Yeah. That's cool. Interesting. Uh, what else? So they're porting Spider-Man over to PC. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. That's, I'm actually really excited. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to buy it. I already have Spider-Man. But I'm excited that they're porting more of their stuff. I think that's that means they get closer to porting Bloodborne. <laughs> I just want to play Bloodborne in 60 FPS. Man, it was so funny when there are like new Sony product coming to PC and Caleb's sitting in the channel. He's like, Bloodborne, Bloodborne, Bloodborne. And then they're like, Spider Man. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. okay, all right. I haven't played Spider Man. That sounds, that sounds cool. I was yeah, gonna say, as somebody cool. who hasn't gotten a chance to play the quintessential Spider Man game, apparently, um, yeah. I'm, I'm oh. excited that it's finally it is, coming to It's me. really good. Yeah, yeah. it is. You guys will have a great time. Mm-hmm. Is Miles Morales coming to PC? They didn't mention that, but I'm curious. They, they just said Spider-Man like, remastered or something. Yeah. I feel like it would be weird if you didn't include the Miles Morales stuff. Yeah. At least as like, an add-on. But like, Technically, it's a separate game, but maybe it'll all be included. Well, that's what they did with the uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. They only ported Remake Integrate, which is with the new DLC and everything. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they added a DLC to include like Yuffie... And some more um, her quest line. 
They did announce in a blog post today that Miles Morales would also be coming to PC, but it's going to be fall 2022. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. This okay. one, this one was like really soon, right? It was like August. Oh. August. Yeah, July, it's this year. It's on my, it's on my birthday. It, oh, yeah, that, August is, August that is cool. August 12th of this okay. year. Yeah, it's real soon. Yeah. I'm All about that. Like it's coming out real soon. Yeah, the very I was really season. surprised. Uh, there was a game that I thought for sure was Dead Space. I thought <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. the Dead Space remake, and I was like, wow, they're doing we a great job with this remake. Uh, it's not Dead Space. It's called Callisto Protocol. But it looks fucking awesome. It looks so well, good. They, you didn't know they so, renamed Dead Space. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, couple, I, I believe it. A couple <laughs> things about that game. We were watching it, we're like, is this the Dead Space remake? And then we're watching it, and we're like, yeah, it's a Dead Space remake. And then we're like, wait a second, is it not Dead Space? <laughs> And then I'm like, I don't see like the shoot off the limbs gun anywhere. Mm-hmm. So where's that at? Yeah, um, I thought I was like, wow, they're really ballsy with this remake, painting <laughs> a lot of stuff, but still clearly Dead Space. And then it came, I was like, oh. And I looked into it. Apparently, the guy that started the studio that's making this game was a co-creator of the original Dead Space. Bro, that's awesome. That's so good. So, Dead Space. Dead Space was taken from us too soon. Also, fun fact, this game used to be in the PUBG universe, but is no longer That's in the PUBG universe. What? What is the PUBG universe? Uh? Apparently, when they first announced this game, they were like, we're, this is a game that's going to exist in the PUBG universe. <laughs> Are they? does that even mean? <laughs> Are they trying to say that they have like a real universe where people drop in on a ship and shoot each other on an <laughs> island? Yeah, I don't. That doesn't real. sound very realistic for a universe. Gosh. I mean, like, Fortnite's universe works because they actually have, like, lore behind it, and they've created this, like, storyline. Like, just saying, oh, this other game that has nothing to do with PUBG, it's a PUBG universe. But but also, I feel like Fortnite's so over the top that they're like, yeah, Spider-Man's in this universe now, and it's like, sure, that fits in really well, actually. But having, like, a tactical military thing... I'm wondering when the Fortnite movie's coming out. There's gotta be something (laughs) down the pipeline. I'm sure there will be. The uh, Callisto Protocol trailer gave me, because I've never played the Dead Space games, it gave me Soma vibes. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I could understand Like, that. aesthetically, yeah. sure. Yeah, I yeah. Feel yeah. Like. yep, yep, I just, man, because there, there's even that thing where your health is on your character. Yeah. yeah. Like, all yeah. the HUD is, like, integrated in-universe. That shit's so cool. I love that crap. It's yeah, so it's right? a PUBG I mean, thing. God. Yeah, 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 it's, they're just <laughs> ripping off PUBG. <laughs> uh, also, I thought it was so funny you guys were talking about a freaking, like, Roller rink game because there was a roller <laughs> yeah. rink game yeah. in the yeah. state of play. Like sh- a shooting's real big right now. Yeah, I, so weird. I don't think it didn't about... look PvP. It looked like a single player game or something. Did it? I, I thought it did. I, ass- I assume all the it was enemies didn't look like other players. They looked there was like... also there was also a lot of slow mo going on, and I couldn't figure out how in the world they were going to incorporate that in game I... to make it. I don't know. My guess is just that it's an early. It's early that they wanted to include it. Yeah, so they were like, just put something in there. Just slow it way down, play some cool music, it'll be fine. Again, like with, with people thinking about it, like when, when the trailer started, uh, yet another trailer where people were like, all right, this is a game that I've seen before, because this is, yeah. uh, what's what's the name it of it? It started, um, and I was like, oh, it's Sable. And Sable. I was like, wait, that's game It looks out. so much like Sable. <laughs> like, uh, it's the yeah. exact same art style. You're right, you're right. I wasn't even watching the screen, and then somebody made a comment about rollerblades or something and i was like what are you talking about <laughs> uh what else so the next one eternites 
It doesn't. I don't name. think it's gonna be good. I don't. It doesn't <laughs> no. look like it's gonna be Man, good. What a it doesn't name. look good. It's got a terrible name. But the tagline was "Action Games and Dating Sims Collide." Mm-hmm. And there was a part where you push R two to hold hands. Yep. So like, <laughs> it's probably gonna be funny. Oh like, man. Uh, what? Oh, Street Fighter Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it looks like it has some sort of open world piece. Yeah. To it. What the fuck? Like, what the so actual fuck is that? I. I'm a little worried that's just, like, like, in Dragon Ball Xenoverse, there's, like, a hub area, mm. where, but it's just, like, a menu that's harder to get around. That's what yeah. I'm a little worried it's gonna be. I was oh, also yeah. wondering if it was just gonna be something bad like that. But, like, the idea of, like, a Street Fighter game with, like, an actual, like, main story mode that's not just, like, oh, here's five fights we put in a row. It's a story mode, trust us. I, like, I think weirdly, that's cool. I weirdly got, like, Yakuza vibes. From the sure. trailer. No, I, I mean, it was a lot of like walking around the city and you find someone, they're like, huh, You think you can fight me? And it's like, I don't, it's a fighting game. Yeah, probably. Uh, the graffiti aesthetic was pretty cool. Yeah, I, man, yeah, it, it does, it's a nice looking game. Uh, were you yeah, with a beard? They I'm like evolved it. from, uh, from like the calligraphy aesthetic mm-hmm. for like graffiti and it looks very like a natural evolution. It's very cool. Yeah, I'm surprised. I feel like Street Fighter V isn't that old, but maybe I don't keep up with Street Fighter that much, so maybe I'm just yeah, wrong about either. that. Yeah. I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm excited to not play that when, when it comes <laughs> out. Because <laughs> I, I probably I, won't play it again, but it looks cool. I'm happy for cool. school fighting game fans. I don't know. <laughs> I've been, I've been s- testing the waters of fighting games, I guess oh. I'll say. I found out Dip Alicia really likes Tekken. Oh. Uh, so we've been playing some Tekken. Tekken... I don't know the newest one. Seven? Sure, whatever. Uh, and I like, I don't, fighting games are just hard to get into, but I like them in theory, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm giving it a try. I'm trying it out. The moves look cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the moves look cool. Yeah. That's about wow. all I got for fighting games. Speaking <laughs> of looking cool, the only other thing I have down is Final Fantasy 16. Right. I, st- I don't know what to expect from that game. Really excited to not play that game, cool. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've I've got something that came out of the uh PlayStation thing. I believe that oh, they announced when uh Stray is actually coming. It was going to be Stray. Oh, yeah. Stray. Stray. Yeah. Which I've been hyped for that game so the fact that there's finally a release date and it's next month. Uh awesome. Thank I'm you. very worried that game's going to be 90% a stealth game. And yeah. Oh no, I don't anymore. <laughs> you don't the anymore. The oh last my god. ones I've played have not I like stealth action games, but just stealth, pure stealth. I'm not oh, you should play Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> That's not a stealth. That's an action stealth. <laughs> That's just action. Uh, and stealth, I've tried that stealth. game. I cannot get into it. It is a little too <laughs> ridiculous for me. Oh, and I hope you know it's not like a game that you take pictures of cats. Oh, you play no, after I'm, I'm, I'm aware. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to make sure. it, though, because I... Uh... I mean, it, it just seems like a game that I might be actually into, you know, like a uh, game that you might like. I don't know. It just, I mean, I'm very intrigued neat. by it. I just hope it's not all stealth. Environments look really cool in that game. I was gonna, do we know really anything about what it is? You play as a cat. It's I know you play as a cat and you walk Everyone around. Everyone seems scared of you. You can I lick mean, your butt. Same. You can Great. lick your butt. Didn't know yeah. about that. You can I lick your butt. That. That's good information. Nice. 
Cool. I take it <laughs> all went back. From a maybe to a purchase now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what puts you over the edge, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. Just put me right over. <laughs> I I just know it's by Annapurna, and I love everything else they do. So I'm yeah, hoping that stuff. this kind of follows Publishes that. Uh, anything else from the PlayStation thing we need to mention? I'll look at the list. That's almost that, everything. Tunic's that coming Final out. Fantasy game <laughs> looks freaking wild. I don't. Yeah, it's. I didn't I understand. Like, I had no idea what was yeah, happening. It looks insane. There's a lot insane. of demons and like gods, and they're like punching the each part, other and stuff. Maybe the part where they yeah. sing the names of all the, the yeah. gods or whatever they are. That was very funny. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little surprised. I thought we would be getting uh, Final Fantasy VII news because hmm. it's it's like the that game's yeah. like fifteen years, something like that. Thirty years. I years. saw the trailer for sixteen, and I was like, "Don't they have like two more parts of seven to make? Like, <laughs> yeah. What are they doing?" <laughs> yeah, I I genuinely don't know. We're supposed to be getting Final Fantasy VII news sometime this month. Yeah. Uh, but what, what the fact that it wasn't in this makes me a little worried that the news is going to be. There's no news. It's going to be it a silk be, song. They could be holding back big <laughs> announcements for the Summer Game Fest thing that's happening next week. That could be. Because that possible. seems to be where E3 has diverted to at this point mm-hmm. since E3 got canceled. Yeah. Let's hope okay. that's the case. I mean, fingers crossed. I'd love to hear more about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Quick duck into board games. wanted to mention Pandemic Legacy Season Zero. Uh, Alex, Janae, my cousin Missy, and I just finished this game. When was that? Was that last week? Last weekend? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, no, probably the, my least favorite of the three, actually, between wow. Season 1, Season 2, and Season 0, but it makes sense because it's the lowest on the number scale. Mm-hmm. And yes, it does, in Perfect fact, sense. go Season 1, Season 2, Season 0. If you wanted, you could play them out of order. There are things that tie in, um, but I will say that if you if you ever decide you want to play all the Pandemic Legacies, you should probably play them in the order that they're produced. At least play the Season 1 first, then you can do Season 2 and Season 0 in whatever order you want because they're so disconnected and so different than what like traditional Pandemic is, uh, the board game. The, the other two games are... They've they've diverted drastically from the, yeah. like, the core concepts of how you play Pandemic. So... Um, I will still give it like you know a two thumbs up for a legacy board game. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, Twelve to twenty four playthroughs. I feel like we dominate every time we play. We in fact got to the very last mission on the last month of December and finally had a character die. That was the first time we'd had a character die the entire time we've been playing. So I think we're just good at board games. It was games, because Alex. Aaron was dumb. <laughs> I was dumb. I was. Dumb. As pointed out by Janae several times while we were playing. But that sounds I- right. If we yeah. would have played the game like once a month like you're supposed to, I probably would have remembered that we had that little map, but I kind of looked at it and thought, oh, whatever, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Matt, whatever. Huh? It, it mattered a lot. It mattered I, a lot. <laughs> I instantly died when I walked into a room. And this mechanic where you're not just playing on a board, you're also playing on like this little sideboard where you're infiltrating a base. And we had a map, and the map had a hole burnt in the middle of one of the buildings on the base. I see. And I just thought, oh, I don't know, maybe it had a label on it or something, and it was supposed to be like a good thing. No, it means if you go in there, you get burned. And that's Why what would happens. you assume it's a good thing? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> what a weird assumption. Although you, <laughs> yeah. are, you are the guy who got a deal from the devil and went, eh, that's probably good. It's a, it's a spot on the map that was burned away, and like losing your character in that game is called getting burned. Yeah, mm, pretty good. Interesting. Hint. I should have put wow. it together. I just, you know, whatever. We were trying to get through the through the you know missions. Anyway, it was fun. A couple things in film world. Kenobi came out. Did Owner, it come the only out. person who's watched. 
Am I, I think so. That's actually watched Kenobi. I think um, so. I mean, it, I mainly wanted to bring it up not because of uh, a review of it itself, but only of uh, just like it is uh, by hours the most watched Disney Plus um, premiere of all time. Which, really? like, I mean, Disney mm-hmm. Plus hasn't been exactly been out for very long, so yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's apparently their biggest uh, thing that they've launched, and so that's I think pretty chill. Um, it's it, it it's Star Wars, and you know I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not say what I want to say. <laughs> Good call. Because I know everyone's gonna judge me for it, but it's it it, it exists. <laughs> It is their lowest rated in Rotten Tomatoes uh, out of Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Man, Kenobi. It's, it's lower rated than Boba Fett. Boba Fett is 59% <laughs> audience score. And so I, mean, I, I had I to like say this Boba because Fett. watch. Ugh. Kenobi, 58. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> ah. yeah. I, I, I liked Boba Fett a lot. So I don't know. Um, that, that that is a fair judgment. I definitely think the Mandalorian is better. Mandalorian's, um, Mandalorian's got like a ninety-two percent. Yeah, Mandalorian like loves Mandalorian. Slaps. Uh, huh. This is uh, you know, it, it's there. It's it's Star Wars. I'm always a fan of getting more Star Wars. I know a lot of people are very hype on it because uh, you know you have to see Hayden Christensen and uh, Ian McGregor back and everything. But I'm uh, I don't know. It's it, it. I feel part of it dilutes uh that that time frame in four like there are some mm. good things about it of being like wow this is really cool i'm so glad that i'm getting to s- this side of this character that would you know it, things that we don't get to see from these characters but part of it also just seems a little weird when you're like it seems odd when characters are interacting that with the way that they are in episode four after seeing the events of this because you're like that's you just saw them like five years ago. This is this is this is not the way that you'd interact. Mm-hmm. You know, it, seeing, uh, trying. I'm trying to not be very spoilery, but like the fact that Obi Wan and Leia are together at some point, and Leia distinctly knows that this is Obi Wan, and it's just like, okay, cool. Then why the hell do you like message mention? You know, like, oh, you know, you're a friend of my father's. It's like. Bitch, you know him too. Like, it's very weird when you now have that message in episode four, the way that she phrases everything, because it's like, no, you know who he is. You like he literally saved your life. Like, you know exactly who this guy is. Uh, and I, I, I don't like that. But it it's Star Wars. People should watch Star Wars. And it had a bit of big opening with Disney Plus. Big big opening. Other things that had a big opening. Top Gun Maverick, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, actually beat the current record for the most money brought in box office over Memorial Day weekend, which was previously held by Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Uh, so granted, if you account for in- inflation, probably Pirates of the Caribbean's winning because that was back in 2007. But still, uh, $124 million domestic box office for Top Gun Maverick, which is Tom Cruise's uh, highest opening weekend film of all time, like doubling his last highest or second highest film. That's his first $100 million. First hundred million. Um, also, Surprising. this movie slaps. Incredible. Freaking, I was good. on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was just so good. What and a, it, what's it what? about? Like, like <laughs> I know it's a Top Gun movie. Okay, cool. But like, I don't know. Like, is he actually doing stuff other than being like, I'm going fast. <laughs> um, no, it's a movie where he goes fast in a plane and then they cut <laughs> the credits. 
I, I mean, thing. that's kind of what I assume Top Gun is. So it's funny because I, I, the opening sequence is literally him going fast. <laughs> yeah, there it is. What more do you need? Like, um, I, like I don't know. It's, it's all like... about him going fast. Like that is the point of the scene. So <laughs> I, we, I think all of us walked into the movie probably having like somewhat similar expectations. We'd all seen the original Top Gun. We're all probably thinking, I don't know how this can be that dramatically different because they're just going back to Top Gun school. It's again Tom Cruise. It's just 30 years in the future or whatever. No. Uh, but it surprised me on almost every level. It, play, it, it, it did a good job of playing off of what happened in the 1986 film. It did a good job of being its own thing. It also did a good job of like sitting in like where movie culture is right now, which is with action films, it needs to be like much more action oriented than action films back in the 1980s. Cause they were not as action oriented. They were very much like a lot of dialogue, a lot of really drawn out scenes. This did not feel like that at all. Um, it was just so well done. I, I was very impressed. I don't There's know if you guys were kind of on the same level as me. There's one sequence in the movie that's just amazing. It is like nothing but tension for a really long span of time. <laughs> and it does yeah. it so well. I had to like pull myself out of the movie for a second and be like, I need to calm down for a second. Like, <laughs> is, is, in compare of tension, like, is it as good as the um, uh, vulture uh, driving Spider-Man to prom in Homecoming? Oh, that's that, that's I, an example. That, that <laughs> I'm sorry. That scene is a fucking masterclass in building tension because that there scene is, is very very good. Th- there is there it's, is it's no really music. Good. There's no use of like camera tricks or anything like that. It is literally mm-hmm. just two camera shots that is cut back and forth, building the tension, and it is just pure fucking dialogue that is giving you. And like that, it is a masterclass of building attention in a movie without doing all of the gimmicks and tricks. I so mean, that's why I'd I say it's quite like, similar it, in design. It, it, yeah, because in in this movie, the scene is like if you imagine like like Top Gun, what you're thinking about is people like doing like crazy stunts in fighter you know fighter planes. Yep, yep. yep. They've just taken off from a carrier, and it's just them flying like 50 feet over the ocean for a really long period of time with like no music the sound of air and just the, them talking in radio about what they're about to go into, which is about to be like one of the craziest stunts anybody's pulled off. Like miracle yeah. after miracle after miracle has to happen for them so, to actually succeed. To answer your original question, what is this movie about? The general plot outline is there is a very dangerous mission that has to be undertaken by the Navy. And it has a lot of very unique constraints to do with flying fighter jets that have not really been accomplished in the field before. And Tom Cruise's character is brought in as like the ace pilot. That is the only person with experience enough to be able to teach these new pilots how to handle the situation they have to go into. Not new pilots yeah. necessarily. I mean, they're well, like, top they're, of their they're class, all top, top gun, gun pilots. graduates. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good point. So, yeah. I mean, that, that is the plot, but they, they do a lot to play off of that. Yeah. And like, character development stuff like it's not just cool action it's like a lot of like good plot moments a lot of good character development there's a good um part of the storyline has to deal with what happened in the first movie with rooster and his son and like that whole part of the story is just really well written or sorry goose because brewster is his son yeah uh like that that story is just really well written and i don't know it just delivered i really it was an enjoyable film yeah, I'll say the original Top Gun for me is like, man, it's, it's pretty good. But Maverick is, is a really good movie. 
really solid. The scene towards the end, there's a scene towards the end where they're fighting, they're like flying an older jet and they're flying next to like a newer jet that's on the enemy side. And there's like a couple moves that are made in those jets that are just like the wildest thing you've ever seen in the air. Super cool. Also, I learned that it costs, uh, or we learned that it costs $11,000 an hour for them to rent these fighter jets from the Navy in order to fly them. Yep. So that's, that's some money. Like most that's, of the that's like a lot flying of and <laughs> yeah. filming of the jets was all practical effects. So yeah, I okay. found out like they most of the the actors and everything they're in the back seat, and there's like a real navy fighter pilot flying them around. Mm. That they film most of that. Interesting. So a lot of the reactions you see of them when they pull G's and they like are quote unquote acting, it's not really like they're acting. They're just like actually experiencing that and. <laughs> reacting to it yeah mm. crazy two other things we need to talk about in film world uh number one love death and robots season three or anthology three i don't even know yeah, what it's really what called call it. probably season volume three is i think what they call it actually volume, volume three. three yeah it just came out not too long ago uh it is really really good it is on par with the first season i wasn't a big fan of the second season but it was i think okay. the third season is phenomenal the final episode of the third season is called jabaro it is one of the coolest television experiences. <laughs> I don't know. It's just wow. the cinematography is insane. It doesn't it look so animated. Cool. It looks like they're filming a show. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It looks live action at first. And then the lore in some it, of the stuff. And like the elements between the one guy and the, I don't even know what they call her, but. I think like the, the golden whole, woman or something. Yeah. It, it's wild. It's so it's good. So good. So good. Uh, the only bad episode is the very first episode. Because it's the three robots episode. It's the three robots. I don't think it's good. They wow. like doing the three robots. They've the done the three robots every season. You just made Kate so mad. <laughs> was that her favorite? She said it was... One, like Okay, so funny story. Uh, I guess because they released Anthology Volume whatever 3, uh, it popped up on like trending or whatever, and I was like, you know, I'll give it a shot. And literally binge watch Volumes... One and two, and pretty. We have like two more of three to go through. It was just like in three days, just kind of like killed them all. Uh, I mean, they're all so short. They're very short. It's easy to cut right through. It's also just so interesting because when you when you turn on Love, Death, and Robots, you're just like, all right, like a new series, and then you get hit with like, never mind. This is like any episodes (laughs) of just weirdness. Yep. Mm -hmm. And like all of them are very like. If I had to really put it bluntly creepy mm-hmm. yeah. uh like yeah. the endings are always very like abrupt and jarring and <laughs> just like what's going on um the salesman one was the one that really got to me because i was just like mm. what just <laughs> happened <laughs> uh but yeah so um caitlin did like the three robots one the three ro- the three robots one talking about all the humans and stuff like that right yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. just well, i wasn't a big fan of that one it's kind of funny yeah, man. Between between Sunny's Edge, which is like Sunny's the Edge. quintessential season one episode where she's you know used like using the actual not a robot, I guess it's like a creature that she's controlling with her mind. Um, uh, and in Vaulted Halls Entombed, which is the one with the Marsoc agents, where they go in and they're chasing after like it starts out as like a um, it almost just looks like a, a military operation in like it could be anywhere Afghanistan. Iraq, like it just looks like the hills of wherever, and they're just on a mission, and they go into a cave, and it just 
It was crazy. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Freaking love that episode. The three robot stuff is probably like the safest of like the it, episodes. Is yeah, this all oh, for one sure. Is it all one studio making this or is it like I, I was talking no. to Kate about it and I was like, this just seems like they gave indie animators a chance to kind of shine. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, are just a bunch of indie, doing... indie short film. Are these are these still in the uh, thing where like depending on your watch history, review different episodes? I think that was only uh, the first season. I think they stopped yeah. that after the first season. Yeah, I think these actually have numbers now. Gotcha. Like a specific order. That's the only reason I I know of this and started watching it was because of that, and I was like, oh, this is. I mean, that was a neat way to do it. Yeah. Last but not least, Stranger Things season four, Chad. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say much of this. I doubt any of you really d- dove into this. I know I uh, pulled Alex and Aaron, and they both said not really. Um, I can just tell you though, I'm four episodes deep, and if you want an hour and seventeen minutes of some good show, like little mini movies, really good. I got an eighty song on repeat right now because because of it. <laughs> I'm only two episodes in, and it's really good so far. Yeah. I mean, I've all of the loved. episodes does, are over an hour long. Does yeah, eleven go back? Does eleven go back to Chicago? It hasn't yet. In two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, the worst plot yeah, arc yeah. of any of Stranger Things. Yeah. Mm. Well, how does it compare to the other seasons? Obviously, it sounds uh, like nobody's finished it yet. But one was all right. So to to put it in perspective, one was good, two was at, and then three was like amazing. I mm-hmm. think it's like rolling right off of three. Okay. Mm. Right yeah, on. pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Right. That's exciting. Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely not a season two. That's good. It's way better than season two. That so. is. I was yeah. worried now, after three. I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know how many, how much more this series has. Right. Felt like when I say when I say two is at eh, two is still really good. Don't sure. get me wrong. So it's, it's just kind of like comparing all of them together. Just yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Two is like the one that's noticeably worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. And this is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is uh, season four, part one. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, it is. I didn't realize that. And yeah. this is like this is like four or eight episodes, and then there's another four or eight episodes. So like that. right now we have seven episodes, and then July first we'll get two more. Uh, and then I think I can't. Uh, is is that the part two or is I don't think, I think so. That's part two. I think that's it. Oh, that's part two because it's two hours each, but it's basically like movies coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of them is two and a half hours long. Oh, that's right, because the last one is like literally a movie. I I do remember yeah, this. Derek, Derek was talking about this. It's like a movie movie, and it's uh, it's the final. Yeah, season. like a movie movie. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, episode eight is an hour and a half. Episode nine is two and a half hours. This is the final season until they do the Attack on Titans, mm-hmm. where that was the final <laughs> season, and then they cliffhangered it. How many pissed about that? How many parts are they on for the final season of Attack on Titan? I, just the first one right now. They're just the first one. I, but they announced another like another part already, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, they've already gotten through this first final part, season. So. Part three is coming, dude. Did they announce? <laughs> did they say? Wait, did they announce that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They announced it. Um, there is going to be a season five of Stranger Things. There's going to be a season what? five. Season five is yeah. the final season. Okay, this one was mm-hmm. just. This one was advertised as the final season, so somebody lied to me. <laughs> it's just like uh, the fifth and final season of Stranger Things was announced February seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Could have also been that I saw that the fifth and final season was announced and thought it was the fourth and final season. Oh, mm-hmm. that could that could have been it. That could have been it. 
Okay. So the last two episodes come out July 1st. One's an hour, one's a two and a half hour movie. Excellent. Exciting, guys. Very it's exciting a stuff. movie movie, not just yeah, it's a movie. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got, I mean, for clarity. For clarity. Yeah. Well, movie, I, movie. I wasn't sure when you said it was like a movie. I was like, well, what kind of movie? A movie movie. See, like an actual, actual movie, like an actual, actual, actual movie. It's actually <laughs> actually a movie. Going movie. To the movies. Actually, actually a movie, movie, movie. movie. <laughs> exactly. It's like well, like an actual, actual <laughs> movie, movie. Okay. Well, on that note of notes, we will be back back <laughs> next week. Next next week. Sorry, because it's in two weeks. We'll be back back. <laughs> For another another episode of the forecast, and if somebody's uh, like hitting the pipe right now, they're going <laughs> wild. I like next next week. Derek. That's accurate and Derek's like, That's yeah, good. happening. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. See ya. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.